we're now recording. Hurrah! And let's find the button for the music. Welcome. Yes, it was a bit prolonged, that I realise. I haven't worked out this dog button yet, but hello and welcome to another seamless edition, hopefully, of the Mackin' 4 show, where this week we're taking a look at all the Apple's news, re- news reviews, rumours, lifestyle, opinions, articles, and anything else out there on what has been a drastically quiet week for anything to do with Apple. With me, to man, with me today, I should say, is the man who could say more, but under his many, many NDA agreements, it, he can't say anything at all. It's Mr. Matt Barton. Hello, sir. Hello. How are you? Don't ask, pretty much. I've just (laughs) cooked a car, pretty much, after it's been stood for a year trying to move it. But more on that later, because we've got some car-related news. Seamless. Okay. Seamless. Uh, Right, skip the bit about Barry, because he's not here. Uh, Also with me is is the man we sort of want to write his autobiography based on last week's confessions whilst out cycling, but somehow we're not quite sure if we really do. It's the wonderful, the man who puts the shack into the flat cap, Richard McCorriston. Good afternoon, sir. That's a very nice intro. Thank you very much. I'm going to make that into my ringtone. It's taken... I did have an actual very long intro that I wrote down, like saying we're going to corral the cattle of apple news across the prairies and i've got four of the finest cowpokes with me but then barry's not here so it kind of didn't work and i lost the document <laughs> what have you done with carl um i don't know he's not here you he's got him in in a in a hole in your basement or something like in silence of the lambs i think he was more intent on practicing for the weekend's festivities than doing a show although he's done everyone else's show uh, apart from ours this week <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's been he's been sort of like a, a media butterfly this week, and he went, "Oh, I'm a bit tired now." Now he's uh, he's having another week off because his um his work life balance is all over the place. So he's asked me foolishly to step in for him. And finally, with us this week is a I man. Take he didn't he didn't listen to last week's show. He did, and again, he said, "Oh my god, that was almost adequate." Was that which is a the comment of the week? And speaking of the man who came up with a comment. The man who's taken many a candid shot but still hasn't made to uh, make Mr. Man look presentable is Mr. Alex Fox. Good evening, sir. <laughs> Good evening. How's your haircut? It's on the... I've texted the hairdresser and I'm still waiting to hear back. And normally she's got a good um, SLA time of about 30 minutes, so I'm hoping she's not on holiday. Yes, well, I, I have a hairdresser. If failing the hairdresser, I'd get a good solicitor. <laughs> She, no, she's normally good on that sort of thing. Welcome to the Mac and Forth Hair Talk. Right then, so let's go straight into Guy's News Roundup. Missy is also having a week off, so Guy Cyril has kindly stepped in for us to do this week's News Roundup. The name is Tosh Macintosh. It was a late and rainy evening when she walked into my office. She said her name was Missy, and she had a job for me. She had to get out of town fast, but there was something she needed to do first. News. She needed the news roundup. 
I can never turn down a pretty face, or more importantly, a paying gig. So I hit the streets and dug around. It seemed an analyst claimed that Apple had scrapped plans to release a non-announced smaller iPhone 6C. These guys have it all sewn up. I wish I could earn a living pulling statements out of my ass and being paid to do so. If I could, I know a couple of joints just off Broadway that would pay a pretty penny for that kind of show. Fiat Chrysler had recalled 1.4 million of its cars following one being hacked. Two security geeks updated part of the car's firmware that allowed these bozos to gain control and force the car off the road. So what? Ain't they ever heard of just cutting the brake line like normal jokers? Saves so much time. The dating site Ashley Madison used by married folks who want to cheat on their partners confirmed it had suffered a security breach. The hackers apparently got many real names and addresses of its clientele. I suspect there are some nervous guys and dames out there currently. This kind of hijinks could put a hard-working gumshoe out of business. Or maybe I could make a million in adultery claims. And finally, Dambler is hoping to test self-driving trucks on German highways later this year, according to one of their suits. That's all we need. Cold, heartless, efficient, authoritarian automatons on the road. Oh, and their self-driving trucks, too. That's all the news I could scratch. You can hear another of my adventures by searching out the Maltese Cube on Amazon or listening out for the audio adaptation coming soon to a podcast near you. Until next time, keep your noses clean. It's just plain hygienic. You know, the BBC have a um, a thing that kicks in if there's too much silence. Have you noticed that? They can't be silent for too much time, otherwise... Uh, now, ours yeah. is called Rick. Yeah, yeah, just filling the air with stuff while I eat my pizza and See, wait for Mark to get back from his hair. Yeah, maybe he's getting a <laughs> See, the problem is, is that you can't mute via Skype, so I have to go into Audio Hijack, mute it in there, and then drop back in. And I, had, I was doing. I was in the middle of a, a lovely intro, and I'm thinking, "Well, why is Rick cutting me off?" Then I looked to it. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> anyway, so wasn't it last week we covered one of the guys from Fiat Daimler Chrysler moving over to Apple uh, just after, just before this recall? So we were actually on the on the pulse for once. So, um, what would have you find, gentlemen, have been compromised this week? Don't have a Fiat. Ashley Madison. Or you just put having plausible deniability. Right, well, moving on. Matt, Matt's not married, so he hasn't got a problem. It's one of those few clubs he can't get into. I've been married. I served my time. <laughs> you, you, you've been married, and that's and Ashley Madison. Have you? Is it you're not? You've been married, right, Matt. You I was not. married for 15 years. What's his name? <laughs> Is he a lumberjack too? <laughs> 
It's a show of revelations, this, isn't it, today? Right, and so let's move on then. So Windows 10 is released. Anyone care? Anyone taking the upgrade path? Not oh, really. I think it's fantastic. I mean, I knew I was going to meet complete silence when I was positive about Windows 10. But no. I think that's why I'm here. So if, if, there's, you... a bot, if there's a boat, I will rock it. <laughs> so are you so you've done the windows 10 the doohickey of you no no my, my boy my older boy who um yeah i i think he he was anti-apple basically because all my equipment was apple and he just didn't want to be like his dad and he does the android thing and he's played windows thing he, he i mean i've given him max and he goes yeah it's really nice dad can I have my computer back now <laughs> um but i mean i was looking at the windows 10 and i think there's some real positives that i mean let's face it a strong Microsoft then means Apple's got to raise their game. You know, all the things that people want from Apple. Everyone goes, oh, you know, Apple, but why haven't they done this yet? Or why haven't they done that yet? Or why hasn't Siri come to the desktop? It would be really useful, blah, 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 blah. They haven't, it hasn't come to the desktop because they've got no reason to bother. But if Cortana is successful on the desktop, as it, I suspect it will be, Windows 10, don't you won't be waiting too long for Siri to come to the desktop. So for everyone, you know, obviously the majority of people are Windows users, and I want everyone to have a good experience. It's a good thing. And it's a good thing for Apple users because of, you know, Apple aren't the finished article. And the only way Apple are going to get better is by having decent competition. And I think the number one thing I like about the Windows 10, and possibly the thing I dislike most about all Apple uh, software, is They've sort of drawn a line and said, look, we've done some real rubbish for a long time. And now they're going to make one basic platform that is going to work across all their devices. Windows 10 is Windows 10 on a phone. It is Windows 10 on a tablet. It's Windows 10 on a desktop. It's all compatible with each other. We still have to, you know, if you write something on pages on iOS, iOS pages, it still has to go through iCloud and jump through a few hoops for it to still look okay when you open it up on a desktop. The future is a one system fits all devices. And I think this is the testing platform. I don't think it's going to work brilliantly to start off with, but somebody has to make the first leap. And I think Microsoft have done it. And I'm pleased they have because it's going to benefit everyone. So one thing you mentioned now was about Cortana. Now, a few months ago, there was this big uproar about Samsung TVs uh, listening in to everything everyone was saying. You've got this Amazon doohickey whose name I can't remember listening to, yeah, listing out for voice commands. Have we reached a stage now where we're happy for not only our sort of internet movements to be tracked and listened to all the time, but also our conversations? And so, I mean, to Matt and Rick, how would you feel that your computer is always listening, always waiting for you to say something to it? Or have you just got used to it with saying, um, Siri? I'll go with Matt first because uh, Rick is... Uh... Um, yeah, because Rick's still chewing. <laughs> um, to be honest, yeah, I'm fine with it. I mean, I've always kind of got iPads or iPhones kind of plugged in. So, yeah, for me, if someone does kind of use the, the Siri command, then, yes, that will kind of activate them from that. And so they are, in essence, listening once you give the Hey Siri command out from there. So, I mean, yeah, I I think it should come to the desktop. And I did some beta testing work on the Windows uh, Windows 10 systems. And, yeah, definitely I'm quite impressed with it. From the, the bits I was kind of working in and what I've done and tested with it, I am actually quite impressed with it. And Alex is right. It does need that integration where it goes across all devices. And to an extent, the Windows 10 does do that. And it is definitely a step in the right direction. 
And that is the way that the world is going to move. We were berating them for doing the same thing, though, weren't we? Because the reason that that tiles came out on the desktop was because they wanted to um, unify everything across every device and make the same OS on every device. And everyone was saying, well, hang on a sec, I can't have the same OS on my phone as I can on my desktop. It just doesn't work. And we spent ages waiting for tiles to disappear. Is it tiles? Mm -hmm. It is called tiles, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and they bought out an update, and then you can get your desktop back, and everyone wanted their desktop back. So um, maybe that was just too early. Uh, I agree that it's got to work, you know, certainly got to work um, across devices. Whether it's got to be the same OS, um, the fundamentally um, the same OS is fine, but I, I do sort of – I use my desktop in a different way to the way I use my phone. Um, I would like uh, I would like Siri to come to it. the Mac, though, because um, I'd like a secretary – I suppose <laughs> and if um if the handoff thing can work and when i get my when i get a phone call um rather than just accept or decline if i can have a a little drop down list to say i'm you know i'm i'm just Take on the phone message. at the moment and then she can answer and say hi you know rick's rick's just a bit busy at the moment he'll call you a bit later that'd be amazing wouldn't it It'd be like having a your uh, secretary um and i can see that that's sort of inevitable that that's going to happen isn't it siri will eventually become a desktop and hopefully a um a housewide uh utility but it, i mean i suppose people are a bit worried about whether it's going to be recording your every conversation like the what tv was it was it samsung or lg um uh, i think it was the samsung one wasn't it samsung that they realized was recording everything and sending it to um some factory somewhere uh for people that's obviously not on but um but having it using it as utility then it's fine i think that's the thing is that apple does seem to kind of do that side of it right you know it is all encrypted data it's only kind of goes into one point and then is killed down from there as opposed to the say the, um is it the amazon is it i can't what it's called now but that unit that's always listening as well and then you speak to it as a like a, another member of the family and it then kind of integrates and that kind of stuff. And, or you'll be having a conversation and it kind of butts in with information for you and things like that. Yeah, the Amazon Echo. That's it, the Echo. That'd be great. Yeah. Imagine saying something like, you know, add nappies to the shopping list and then and then adds it. Oh, that's Imagine. exactly what it does. Yeah. That is exactly what I'm looking what forward to. I mean, mm. I, there's not many gadgets that come out and I go, you know, I really would like one of those. And I'd like something that was separate to everything else I was using. Mm. Now, the thing about what uh, Windows 10 is doing that makes sense to me is it's it's like a white, write once place on every platform, you know. I mean, it's good for developers. You can write something. I mean, I do I, – I find it really annoying that sometimes I go to buy or go to use an app and I sort of – I'm on the Mac and I go to use it and then I realize, oh, no, that's only on the, my iPad or it's only on my phone. or And it's really, really annoying. Because it's like Is that well, you spend five minutes touching the actual IMAX screen to kind of yeah, get it. it's more than it's just oh, you know, oh, well, what's the equivalent on this thing? And it's just like having to learn more than one piece of software to do the same thing. When I mean, just from a user's point of view, that's really annoying. Is that you See, open up a bit of software and it's like oh, no, but it doesn't do it on the Mac or it doesn't do it on the phone when I'm using the Mac, and it's really aggravating. See, I, I, myself, I've now got to the point where I only really kind of work with apps that I know work on the mac os and ios itself and the data is there for both whether it's done through a cloud sync or a dropbox sync or anything like that but i only seem to now to cut to that point where i can work with apps where it does integrate in both and so it does mean that if i'm doing something on 
the iPad. I can do it on the iPad. If I'm doing it on my Air, I can. If I'm doing it on the iMac, I can. But it, it's the same across the board. Mm. I just think that's fundamentally important. I mean, that's the way we use our equipment now. So mm. have we sort of like come a bit further on in two years than we, where we ever imagined? Because remember there was the uproar that Apple secretly, in inverted comments, stored all the locations that it found a cell tower. Then there was the uproar about Touch ID easily being hacked. Uh, and then there was the uproar, um, oh, what was the third point I was going to make? Uh, about Siri and it always listening to you. Are we something sort of Apple sort of in a in a sense or sort of paved the way for us being more comfortable with search services being a bit more invasive in their life? So, for example, you know why didn't Google? Well, we Google have spearheaded it a little bit more. But I, does anyone here else agree that Apple sort of took a lot of flack for being the first to the post, and yet all of a sudden now it's just acceptable? Because I don't see anyone else complaining about Cortana being always on? I don't think it's like, I mean, being incredibly cynical. Look, Carl's not here, so I'll put on the conspiracy theory (laughs) tinfoil hat because he's not here. But I don't think it's about that at all. I just think, it's like anything, when, look, when people complained in the first place, it was all about civil liberties. You know, this is my right, I don't want such and such, such and such. But the erosion of civil, civil liberties over time becomes acceptable that's how society moves on we all do it and whether it was apple or google or cortana or samsung or lg because lg had a similar problem as well it's not to do with trailblazing it's to do with us just getting used to giving up our rights i remember when i first got a mobile phone there was only certain times i'd take it out because i was like i don't want to be contactable i really don't want to i'm at contactable at work i'm contactable at home I had a mobile phone in my pocket in the very early days. I would actually only turn it on at times where I thought it was acceptable for me to be contactable. Now, over the years, I just got, I gave up. I remember I used to not accept texts because I used to say, that is so offensive that you're writing to me. Can you not be so impersonal? Can you just call me? It used to really bother me. I wouldn't answer texts because it was just, to me, it was rude. And now, I, the first thing I do is send a quick text or SMS or WhatsApp or Facebook or Twitter or whatever before I make a phone call. We we give up on what we find think is, is important over time, and we just, it's just an erosion of what we deem civil liberties at the time. So I don't think it's trailblazing. I think we've just got you know what they've got all our information anyway. So let's just try and get some benefit out of it. I think that's more to do with it. It's, it's not anti anybody. It's just we all threw our hands in the air and went, oh, you know what the hell. Sorry to be so coal-like. <laughs> well, so very, very quickly then, is anyone here? has anyone here got a Windows station that they're going to upgrade to Windows 10, or are you going to Definitely. hold off? No. Well, we're suggesting that people upgrade now. We've been using it for a while. It's really good. It's really solid. Um, and uh, although I haven't used it personally, my guys have been testing it for a while, and they're really quite pleased with it. Um, the only... The only downside to it is that not all of the app, um, the other app developers uh, have quite caught on. And so things like Sage, which we use quite a lot, uh, accounting software, that's not really up to scratch yet. Uh, so it'll be yeah, the only thing that's stopping – Windows 10 is great. The only thing that's stopping us upgrading everyone instantly is uh, third parties. But um, I think it's probably another Windows XP uh, Windows 10. I think it'll be around for a long time. It's got the but it's never, sort it's, of feel it's about it. It's designed never to go anyway. Because they're not going to do another Windows version. They're just going to do 
cumulative updates every three months. Mm. Yeah, You're not going to wait two years to do a Windows 11. Yeah, I think that's wise. Although, uh, doesn't that sort of um, get rid of their pricing? Well, they're not, they're not they're charging. Just, they're just doing renting, aren't they, yeah, of software not, now, not, I suppose, with Office charging. 365. I mean, what I thought was quite interesting, I, I, for the life of me, I can't remember the Indian fella's name that runs Microsoft now. Satya uh, Nadella. That's the fella. He, he just looks like an Asian Steve Jobs, I think it's quite sweet. Well, but, he, he's been good at being ruthless, hasn't he? Um, yeah, but I mean, he was quite clever. He said, look, we're not trying to sell advertising. We're not trying to sell anything off the back of this. We're trying to sell software and we're trying to sell hardware. He's been completely upfront because people were saying, oh, what about Google, the way that, you know, they give away something for free, but it's not really free because you're the customer. It was all that sort of stuff. And he was saying, no, we're completely upfront. We want your money, but we want it for the hardware and we want it for the software. This is the platform we're giving you to bolt it onto, and that's why we're not charging for it. Is um again, I've already so I I really just like lost over Windows very quickly. Rick, is Windows 10 64 bit only, or are they still pursuing the 32 bit avenue? Uh, 60. I think it's 64 bit. 64 only. only. Yeah, it is 64 only. I think. Oh, that's going to be a massive, massive improvement. So let's go back then to what we're here for, to talk about Apple stuff. Um, Tuesday, UK banks, HSBC, first direct go live with promised Apple Pay support. So they're a little bit behind. Nobody knows quite why, um, probably because they're all doing dodgy PPI insurance claims or ripping off the government. But now all of almost all of the banks have now got the wrist functionality of the Apple Watch. Is it going to, anyone here on HSBC or First Direct? No, nope. Carl. No, I'm with Barclays. Right. So yeah, you're going to have a really long wait. <laughs> that's mad, isn't it, how Barclays are real? I mean, it's Barclays aren't on the list. Halifax are on the list. Uh, just going through very quickly the, the banks that are on the list, we have, and this is from the... I Apple. think actually out of all of us here, the only one that's in one of these that actually is active now is Carl. <laughs> So I've the, got three of these now, but I don't didn't buy an Apple Watch. So we've yeah, got, I can't do the Apple Watch. I've been using Apple Pay quite a lot. I haven't bothered setting it up, and I've got three of these banks. Really? I just just because I'm lazy. No, it's, it's easy. It's always it's, a quick to set it up on your phone. Yeah, I'm sure, but it's just as quick to take a card out of my wallet and touch it on the phone. Oh, I I disagree. Uh, it's, it's a lot quicker than that. Yeah. It's you literally you pull your phone out, double tap, and away you go. The banks in the United Kingdom that now support Apple Pay are, and this is from the Apple website: American Express, First Direct, HSBC, NatWest, Nationwide Bill Society, NBNA, Royal Bank of Scotland, Santander, and Ulster Bank. So, almost all of them. I would have liked to seen Halifax on there. It's interesting, right? They got MBNA, which let's face it, isn't really a bank. It's it's uh, a credit card company, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, like American Express, but they don't have Visa because you'd have thought Visa could have. That's Barclays card, isn't it? Barclays. Well, no, but no, Visa's Visa. Barclays just used the Visa system, don't they? You can have Visa or MasterCard on practically any bank. Yeah, want. but I thought it was still. It, I thought it was owned by Barclays as a corporation. Visa? No. No, it's just no, Visa. no, no. I have, yeah. I have, a, I have NatWest Visa. Uh, yeah, but I thought what the Barclays rented the actual the Visa facility to other companies. Yeah, I think they probably. I think. Um, yeah, I think these are just payment method, isn't it? That most yeah, of the that's banks what I'm use. saying. So well, why do, I just, it seems strange that if it's a, a credit rather than a debit system, why Visa, MasterCard, etc., don't sort of bypass the banking part? Because they're not a bank, are they? They don't no, have any are MBNA a bank? Mind your MBNA go through MasterCard, don't they? MBNA, no, you can have, if you have an MBNA credit card, you either have, I've got one, you either have Visa or Amex. 
Right. Or if you really want to be unaccepted in any way, you can have an America. Uh, you can have Mastercard as well. Um, but basically, the Visa and Visa, Mastercard, Amex, those ones are just payment methods, aren't they? That banks mm-hmm. employ to get money from their vaults into the shop that you're buying something from. Mm-hmm. And now that goes via Apple Pay, if you want. I'm still waiting for my PayPal card to come in. That's not going to happen. They've just been dumped by. Or actually, they, they're the bigger yeah, party now, aren't they, of eBay? After eBay, yeah, they, eBay got rid of them, they're separated. Yeah. Um, but I can see them going quite, uh, doing quite good things, actually, PayPal, now. They're sort of the Switzerland of bank <laughs> banks, aren't they? Well, we're uh, going to hide German gold in PayPal. Well, yeah. I mean, it's quite... It's, they, they, they do have to... When it first came out, PayPal, it was a good place to hide money because they didn't have any of the stringent laws. Um, that they have now with tax and all that sort of stuff. It was just an American company that would hold your money for you. Now no, they've sort of changed that now. Buy a flat in Mayfair, you hide your money. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, we've gone off topic. No, that's what I always like to hear. Point, the Apple Pay should be coming to Canada probably before it will come even to bloody Barclays over here. But do they have real money in Canada? We do. We have much more flashy money than you guys do. His soundboard worked. Oh, hang on. That was almost seamless then. I, I don't know if he does ducking, so I'd be, I'd be waiting for someone to give me the opportunity to use the same board that I've got given this week. I, I was going to use it when Matt... beavers, if that's not a euphemism. <laughs> what? <laughs> Bartering with beavers in Canada, that's what I feel. Uh, beavers I was... and moose. So, moving swiftly on from beavers <laughs> and mooses, because we know what Rick's like if he's been out cycling this week... Apple Prime Music hits the UK as Spotify as and music Apple Music rival. Apple's done it, done it, and now Apple is joining in the mix, launching its Amazon. Own... You keep saying that. Uh, I'm not saying you're a fanboy or everything, but you keep reading the word Amazon and saying Apple instead oh, of it. Hang on a sec, I've got something for this. <laughs> Eventually, fanboy alert! Fanboy alert! Fanboy alert! I'm sure you agree that was all worth the wait. Let me try that it again. Really was. Amazon Prime Music hits the UK as Spotify and Apple Music rival. Apple's done it, and now Amazon is joining in the mix. He's launching its own Spotify rival in the UK, dubbed Amazon Prime Music. The streaming service offers free on-demand access to more than 1 million tracks to new and existing Amazon Prime customers. However, compare that to 30 million songs found on rival services. And does anybody really care? Is anyone who, out of the three of you there, who has got an Amazon Prime account and who will give it a whirl? I have, I have and I do. Have you used it yet? Yeah. Is it good? The thing is, I've been using, if you like, the system that this is based on for ages because I buy most of my music and I have done for a long time from Amazon. And I've used the Amazon Easy Rip. I don't know what they call it. You know where it... You buy mm. a CD, they they give you. You the get a digital CD. version as well. Yeah, and I, I like collecting CDs. I am the person that still buys the CD, and I've got loads of them that have never come out of cellophane because of Amazon send me the CD. Sorry, send me the MP3s. But they've had a system for ages that I half the time don't even bother loading the MP3s onto my phone because you can stream them because they have a Amazon. I don't know what it's called. It's like a. It's like their music store, but you don't have to buy it. It just has everything you've already bought there to stream, you know, as it's there. So I've been using their system for a year or two. And today, because it brought it out, I just turned it on. And as well as the things that I had on there already, it just gave me hundreds of playlists of 
other things. I didn't go that into depth, but it was the same quality as I've become used to from everything else. I do admit one million tracks, <laughs> one million tracks doesn't sound a lot. Of course it sounds a lot, but it's not compared to 30 million tracks, of course. But so I don't think Amazon are going to actually bother trying to get from one million to 30 million. I don't think they're thinking about competing. It's just another string to their Amazon Prime bow. Now, Amazon Prime, what it gives you at the moment is great. Not only, I, I originally got it purely because of uh, I wanted to get one day free delivery on loads of stuff that I was buying. And that's I was why everyone gets Prime, to be honest. Yeah, but, and I was paying for Love Film at the same time. And when they rolled it in together, it reduced the price. So I was like, oh, there's a good one. And then I recently, I've been trying to buy um, eBay, not eBay, what do you call it? The, the books, whatever the books are called on this thing, Kindle books. And as I've gone to buy them, it said, well, it hasn't said don't buy it, but it says available for free in the Kindle library. Because mm. if you're a prime, you then, so there's a number of books that I would buy, but I didn't have to buy because I just read them. Yeah, you can, you can rent them, can't you, from the, yeah. from the prime store. You don't pay for library. it. You just, it's, if it's in the library, you get it. And now with that also, they're throwing in music. And it's like, it's what they're doing is they're building up a Amazon Prime is becoming very invaluable. Now, if I didn't already have a streaming service, I mean, at the moment, I pay for Spotify. I've got the free Apple thingy. And, um, and now this, if I didn't have a music streaming service, I would have one because this comes with it. Uh, I'm not going to get rid of Spotify in any time soon because of Apple Music is just tied down to iOS devices and that's no good for me or my family. So okay, I'm gonna, even if I carried on with Apple Music, I'd still have to be um, paying for Spotify because the Android users in my house don't have an option. So it's fine. If they did go up to 30 million, I'd be even more pleased because then I wouldn't have to pay anyone any more money. Does um so, has the Android app for Apple Music not been released then? Not being having a clue about the app, uh, the Android world? No, I mean they they said coming in the future, and as far as I know, it's still in that bracket of coming in the future. Ah, right, Matt, you're an Amazon Prime type. Is this of any interest to you whatsoever, or are you still happy with Apple Music or Spotify? Um, to be honest, uh, I was a Prime actual member and when i came to renew last i actually didn't do it um just you know because i don't buy an awful lot of stuff from amazon as well these days weirdly i seem to get it from other places uh and yeah i mean i was a love film user and i stopped using that and i did a couple of shows through prime um and again i couldn't really find anything on there that i really kind of wanted i couldn't get already back from you know from back home uh so yeah so i ended up not renewing my Prime account. And, and yeah, so I actually haven't tried the Amazon Prime with the actual, um, you know, with the streaming points from here. But in essence, yeah, it's not that different to what they've always had there. It was, yeah, whenever you bought the music, you got the actual the digital version of it that just went straight onto your system. Uh, and it's just, yeah, it's just an extra kind of piece to the system from there. And yeah, I mean, I was a Spotify user. Uh, I cancelled my Spotify account because they're switching over to Apple Music. And so far, I'm quite happy with Apple Music, to be honest. But I don't know, because I, I, I'm an, uh, an iTunes Match user as well. I've got such a large library of music in that. Nine times out of ten, I use that because, you know, I've got like over eight terabytes of music. So I just put it on random and it just plays through from there. And I mean, I think couple of weeks ago someone asked you know how much that is if i did it continuously and i had a quick look and i think it, it was something like eight years 
and you know just short of nine years worth of constant music if i kind of just played it kind of constantly going through so yeah i've kind of always got lots of music i can listen to i don't necessarily need a streaming service on top as well rick i um i'll, 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 I, I'll, I'll fill in for you this time so rick uh, what, what are your thoughts on this as i fill in <laughs> thank you sorry just finishing my pizza um i i have prime i love prime it's brilliant um, I se- when I'm searching on Amazon, I buy a lot on Amazon because um, it means I don't have to go into a shop with everyone else. Um, so um, I use Prime all the time, and I use it for movies, move- or I use it for TV programs actually, ma- mainly for the kids because um, it's just got loads on there, and you can you can basically stick on anything repeatedly for them, and they they'll sit and watch it, um, and you can get on with your day knowing that you're a good parent. Um, but I, I also use Spotify. Um, I use Spotify because it's brilliant and it's got um, it's got my playlists in it mainly, um, and it works with Sonos, which is really important. And Apple Music doesn't. I've bought Apple Music, or I'm in the I'm in the trial period, like everyone else. But I haven't used it once yet, um, or I have used it once. I used it once to test it, and I haven't used it since. Um, so I suppose I'll I, I'm not going to get rid of um, Prime, but. I probably won't use this music streaming service that much because I just use Spotify. I mean, I, uh, I've, uh, I'm on the fence still about Apple Music. I mean, after Jim Dalrymple said, "No, that's it. I've had enough and moved away," but I was, I was, I, I had a, I have a backup plan, which is Google Music, because you can store a hell of a lot of music on Google Music for absolutely free, and it doesn't upload every song. Now, for what I understand with Apple Match and what it seems to do with me, no matter what I do, no matter how I've tagged my music, it will always upload every single blinking file into Apple Music, whereas Google Music does a scan. So I think what I'm going to do as an experiment is now I've got all my music backed up with Google, believe it or not. You can download your entire library once if you're on the free plan and many times after that if you actually pay for them. I might give it a go, but... um. The the problem seemed to have been worked out, or people are just being slightly less vocal about it. I mean, Matt, you've probably had people ask you about this with tags being things being retagged, renamed, weird artwork, Apple not doing very well with white label music. Um, what's been your take on the whole sort of debacle about Apple Music has ruined my life and trashed all my music? Um, yeah, I must. Admit, I wouldn't go that far, and I have had it with a few clients where they have kind of switched over, and it's mostly been artwork I've found where their artwork seems to have suddenly changed and bits and pieces like that. Yeah, I had um, artwork and some labels. I had some. It was some weird death thrash metal stuff that my it was actually he's only twelve. Well, you had or the, no, no, no. I had and my, my twelve-year-old bought it, and I was like, and then I looked on my thing for it, and I. I wondered what this 1930s jazz album thingy was. And I sort of pressed it to wonder, well, and all this screaming stuff. I was like, uh, I think I found it. I think I found it. <laughs> but the thing is, because it changed the tags as well, if it had just changed the picture, it really wouldn't have made any difference. I could search for it. But as I searched for it, I wouldn't find it because it had changed the tags. Mm. And I actually only found it because I wondered what that odd bit of uh, album art was because I didn't recognize it. What tags? You mean the title? Yeah, it changed the title. It changed everything. What? Apple um, Match? Uh, yes, changed everything. And oh, the thing I haven't checked that. Maybe mine's all changed. And I was just like, I, I, luckily, I'd say luckily, I don't keep that much on this particular Mac. And it was only on this particular Mac I looked at it. If it's on the Mac where everything is sort of on it, I haven't even bothered turning that one on, to be honest. I don't want to have a look. 
That's worrying because um, not not because of music. I mean, you can go and get music again, can't you? But if they can make such a if it was that bigger of a, a muck up, um, then if they can make that sort of mistake with um, music, then they can make that mistake with anything. And I put all my photos on Apple. So I wouldn't want them to. That would be a real disaster if they made well, if that. They, sort if, of they change, if they suddenly if they change, change the, the album art my that, photos to other yeah. people, <laughs> yeah, that would be really weird, wouldn't it? That'd be awful. Who the hell is that? Was, with my, it'd be really scary if they changed the faces. Yeah, but, um, rather than just the tags on the faces. Yeah, so it, it is. That's one of those. Um, you know, that's that's one of the things that holds you back and makes make sure everyone should have. Um, um, a backup of everything, you know. Mm. Don't just rely on one service. So, I, I put it all over the place. Um, so I don't. I don't want to. I'm not going to out the person because of he's known to most people in podcasting. But he was recently. I was chatting with him on Twitter, and he was having to do a backup to try and get. I don't know what part of iTunes keeps the tags, but he was having to pull from a backup the old tags and put that back in to iTunes to try and correct all the mess ups. That the latest iTunes, you know, because it automatically, I, I stopped it doing that upload because it, whenever I looked, I wondered what that circle was and I wasn't paying any attention. And it was just trying to upload everything out of my iTunes folder without asking me. Mm. And I was like, no, no, don't go away. Don't, you're not having it. Get stuffed. It, uh, it but, also, um, he had to actually go to a backup. It also absolutely hammers your upload speed. Um, God, I, I remember this from one of the Yosemite or Yosemite beaters, uh, and that Discovery D M Damon or Cloud D debug. You just couldn't kill it, and it would absolutely kill the upload. I mean, my recommendation is, you know, this is a good lesson why everyone should have a backup strategy, be it crash plan, time machine, um, do what Crying I do. Crying is a good backup. Yeah. No, Crying no. and banging your head on the table, I find that. <laughs> well, that's the thing I spend most of my time doing, if that's what you mean. I mean, it, it's not the best. I mean, you can use Microsoft OneDrive. They give you 20 gigs, 20 gigs for free, I believe it is now. Google Music seems to be the best option uh, for what I've tested, very, very limited. And you can actually set your upload limit as well. And if you download music to a folder or store it in a folder, it will monitor and do all that stuff for you. So I think the general idea is, is like with anything, if, any, if you're going to trust your data to any third party, if it all goes wrong, Yes, it sucks, but you've got to hold yourself a little bit accountable for not having a backup that you can get to. But that's just Backblaze is good. Back to, yes, it's what I use, Backblaze. Great. Uh, if it's not backed up in three different places, it ain't backed up. Exactly. So the next story we've got here is iPad dominance continues to fade in the shrinking tablet market latest IDC data shows. Whilst the Apple L iPod held on to its position as the leading tablet brand worldwide during the June quarter, the gap with other tablet makers shrank, as did the market overall. According to the IDC with According to the IDC data released on Wednesday, anybody surprised that the iPads are sort of shrinking in market size because new tablets are coming out all the time and they're getting the prices slashed? In I mean, I mean, what was it? The HP Slate Seven that was out mid last year started off at 150 pounds, and then they slashed the price on it to 80 pounds. So, anyone really surprised by this? That's always going to happen once the iPad's been out for a while because people will go and get a, a cheaper, faster machine. Um, so the, the you know the the market share is bound to go down in the middle of a product cycle. It's just natural, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I, again, I've got a theory as a bit 
more than that. And it's not, you know, again, it's not anti Apple, so that's good. I, I take my my dad as a good example, right? After when technology comes out, stuff he doesn't understand, he's not. You've got your first level people that you know they're going to take it, whatever it is, right? And they're into. It. Then you've got the second level that are into tech, but they just want to wait to see where the market's going. And then they jump in, and then you've got the third level, which is my parents and most people's older parents. That it's because it's become commonplace, and they're not now scared to jump in. So my my dad recently, I don't know what he bought, some Android tablet thingy, and I was just amazed because it was like. No, but you're, you're not a complete technophobe, but I'm, I'm amazed you've gone for a tablet. And he goes, yeah, well, everyone's got tablets now. And, and you know, the guy I know in the allotment's got one and such and such has got one. And so they can't be that difficult. So it's a whole, it's another, it's been around long enough for another type of consumer to be interested. But they're it's not the seven, yeah. And they're not the 700 pounds interested type people. They're like, well, I just want to do my emails. And that's smaller than having to get the laptop out. Or I just want to look on the Tesco's. Yeah, but it, I just want to look at you know what's on telly, and I don't have to go and get. It's not even just the price. It's the. It's like it happened with the phones originally when smartphones came out. You had to one. It was exorbitantly expensive, but you had to sort of be into tech to be bothered to do it. And now you try not getting a smartphone. It's actually quite difficult not to get a phone that hasn't got some sort of smartness about it. And I think that's why iPad dominance, et cetera, et cetera, is becoming less. But just it's because it's become vastly more commonplace and there's a whole new section of society that think having an iPad isn't like flying to the moon rocket science now. It's just everyday stuff. Mm. But the market's flooding more and more as well, isn't it, with other you know, kind of actual versions and types and that kind of stuff because sure. every company now is going, well, we have to have a tablet. It's commonplace. Yeah, we but also they've have been around long enough. That the early mistakes of a crappy camera and terrible processor and software was mm. not up to. That's all done and it's all been finished now. Now, if you wanted to make a cheap, cheap thing, it would be about fifty pence, and it wouldn't be worth the bother. So, to make a cheap, usable tablet, you can probably do it for fifty quid. So, mm. why go any cheaper? They're quite a lot more accessible as well, aren't they? Than a big, scary computer with yeah. all the. But that's what I mean. It's now more commonplace that. People that wouldn't necessarily, you know, it took me five years to get my dad to use a computer, then another five years to say, no, that laptop is just as good as the big box that you don't have to go and sit in your spare room and play with. This is the next stage. You can now sit on the, the settee and just touch the screen now. You don't I mean, have to even go and get the laptop. What I can watch porn here. Wow. <laughs> and it wouldn't be a Mac and Forth show without some <laughs> reference to porn from Rick. What I have found interesting is that this major slippage, so the 2014 market share was 27.7, this year is 24.5. Samsung in second place with 18 down to 17, Lenovo 4.9 up to 5.7, which is quite interesting because I think they've sort of tied themselves in with Microsoft. Who, who, I think that's because they fired Aston Kutcher, that's what's made their market share go up. Yeah. Who, who are who are we? Who are who are we? Who but, who are we? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That's the lower end that people will. Mm. Well, you know, that one's five hundred pound, and that one's a hundred. What's the difference if I only want to read my email? There is uh, one interesting point. One one interesting fact is that looking at my stats for um, the type of people that visit my site, it's pretty much the desktop has shrunk by half. Uh, the iPhone has more than doubled, and yet. 
tablet has sort of pretty much just stayed the same all the way through. So I'm not seeing any sort of growth uh, in tablet tracking at all. So I'm just wondering, I mean, this will probably come up to our next story as well. Um, the iPad, uh, the there was an opinion piece that I read this week about a max longevity being its uh, biggest unsung selling point is the fact that the tablet market isn't growing because they're so good. They, it's not like a PC where there's a year on year sort of massive jump. They're just so good and they last so long. If you've got an iPad Air, for example, I mean, my girlfriend's got an iPad too. Now that is really, really, really struggling. And we're hoping we might get extra life out of it by iOS 9. And I'm sort of tempted to put the public beta on. I don't know. I'll probably speak to Matt after the show about that. But the iPad Air, I mean, that was the first iPad that people who had a one, two, you know, one, two, three, fourth generation went, you know what? That's a heck of an upgrade. The iPad Air 2, well, that's a fairly compelling upgrade. But you know, if you've got an iPad Air 1, it just shows to go, just going to show that, that particular part of the market, along with the laptops as well. You can say one thing about Apple, they're expensive, but they do last a heck of a long time. But well, also we're, now you've got to remember, tablets have become you know, um, coffee table units, haven't they? Whereas people used to have a book, you know, a couple of books on their coffee table. Most houses you walk into these days, they've got a tablet just lying on the table and it's used to control the lighting in the house or the TV remotes and that kind of stuff from there. Or it's just there so when you're sitting on the couch, you can just pick it up and just do some browsing if you're bored with what's on as you're kind of you know, with other people. But computers, they do it in general. I mean, you know, even you know, Windows machines, once, once the process has got to a certain speed, if you weren't going to try and play the latest game, it was always going to be able to do Word. It was always going to be able to do Internet Explorer, and it was always going to be able to do... I don't remember what the what the mail client on a PC is anymore. I haven't used one for a little while. But uh, Outlook. Outlook, that's the one. So, and you're, like, you're right, with iPads and Macs in general, unless you're going for you know newer software than an older machine of work. And in, in general, the only software, you've got video software, high-end camera software, and gaming software, and they are the only things that have more or less changed their um, hardware needs in maybe five years. Nothing else has. The, the, you know, the processors doubling every year and the RAM becoming dirt cheap and being able to put a ton of it in and SSDs has made hardware upgrade not irrelevant, but only is only relevant for the high-end usage. It's completely irrelevant for you know word processing, emailing, watching video, playing the odd game. It doesn't matter anymore. It, it outgrew the software a long time ago, and that's why these things aren't redundant anymore. So just out of interest then, very quickly, um, what is the oldest bit of tech you've got there that you still use on a daily basis? So we'll go from left to right. We'll start with Alex. The oldest one I was using today and my son still uses is my white 20-inch iMac. And that's used daily by him. He plays Flash-based games on the internet, I think. And it never trips up. I think it might. I might have upgraded it from Tiger because I was bored. Whatever the next one was, it lion. It might even be Mountain Lion. Whatever the last thing it would take, because it's not a core two, two duo. It's just a, a two two core whatever. Oh, is it the white MacBook? Yeah. No, no, yeah. my iMac. Is that the one I've, you got off me? Yeah. Did you get that off me? No, this is one I've had. I bought new, and it's still as good as the day I bought it. Yeah, yeah. Mountain Lion will be as far as it will need that it can go. It's lovely. It crashes a lot less than this. I mean, expensive. Big Mac thing. 
So, Matt, what's the... I think that's uh, user error more than anything. Bricks. <laughs> Slumbery bricks that make Minecraft. Matt, you, 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 I, don't, I don't have you down as a man who would hoard technology. So go on, what is the oldest bit of a Apple gadgetry or indeed a gadget you use on a daily basis slash weekly? Uh, okay, well, the oldest gadget in that sense that I own, Apple-based, is actually I've got one of the original 1984 Macintoshes. Um, but if it's something that I use quite often, um, actually, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, I have an iPad 2 that is set on the side of my screens over here, um, just on one of the, um, on like an arm that is just coming off from the side. And all it does is run Twitter. So whenever I'm doing something, that just has Twitter running on it in the back. Yeah, it's just there and just picking everything through from that. Um, but yeah, that's probably the oldest bit of kit. Um, I don't know. I've got a 24-inch... Uh, cinema display screen as well. That might be a little bit older than the iPad 2, uh, but that's about it, really. And Rick, in your man cave, that's bound to have something quirky, like a Coleco Vision in there. Yeah, I've got um, Apple wise, my oldest bit is probably this iMac, which is 2009, but um, it's got an SSD in it, which I recommend anyone doing on an old machine because it makes it super quick um, and it boots really, really quite fast and it's able to cope with what we're doing now is all I really need it for because um, I use my laptop day to day. But oldest bit of tech, I, you know what? I was looking for a mouse today. We only, in this house, we only have one mouse. Um, one mouse in the house? Um, one mouse in our house and my wife needed to work and she couldn't today because we only have one. While I was looking for it, I found my satellite phone, which was quite <laughs> exciting. And it, it's, a, it's about as big as my head. And then the, you can extend the aerial, which goes up another foot or so. But, um, but that that is really old, that thing. I thought it had to be Apple-related. I, I can out-old you with tech, but I don't think that was the question. <laughs> yeah, go on, in. You, you mind, old mind. tech. I my my, my house, my shed, my roof, my everything is just jam-packed full of old tech, but I don't keep anything that doesn't work. Funnily enough, I, I mean, did. Last year I was buying valves off eBay to fix up some of my radios because the winter was a bit cold and a couple of the valves went but i managed to get a replacement that's a, that's a solution for you rick when it's winter and we can uh, hear the heat going in the background uh my oldest bit of technology that i use on a daily basis would be the girlfriend's ipad 2 although i don't use it because you press a button you're about it's to like, say i'm going to say the girlfriend then, yeah. Yeah. yeah you're in trouble <laughs> take my mother-in-law i wish someone would um, yeah, the iPad 2, it's like, oh, she needs an upgrade. So uh, that's on the horizon. Uh, what else that have I got? Free Retina, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. I've, I've got mm-hmm. an iPad mini uh, with 3G, which is for sale, by the way, if anyone wants to get in touch with me and make an offer. And I just did a, I've just done a podcast actually about my. Seven. Oh, I just said sensible offers. You can't even buy half a pint of Shandy in London for that. How much do you want for it? Uh, sensible offers, all uh, considered. Well, what, okay, all right. That how much do you? How much do you want for it? <laughs> it's the Mackin Bar to show. If you're interested, we'll uh, we'll continue this in the pre, in the post show. Uh, I have an I've... iPad One that um, we still use in the house. Really, that's really old because you can't do it. You can't update it or do anything with it. I suppose that's a good oh, what, thing. The original Cookie Wheel iPod. Don't no, sorry, an iPad, the original iPad, the oh. first one that came oh, out. That would have been oh, funny if they yeah. the first iPad with a wheel on it. That would be really good. <laughs> it's Wi-Fi only, and I actually have a, a MiFi and a Bluetooth, external Bluetooth thing and an external 
Wi-Fi thing and an external GPS that I used to take everywhere with it to make it, <laughs> to make it remotely usable. That's a good point. Okay, that's my oldest piece of tech because I do still have my original iPad 1, which is being used as a digital picture frame in the lounge. So that's just always got the lot. It just picks up the libraries off iCloud and everything and just plays them through. And welcome to the homes of the middle class where we have an iPad. I was about to is- say, that was a throwaway comment that lasted 10 minutes. So, What's your old, oldest tech? There we go. <laughs> right. So let's go to the complete opposite end of the spectrum where a breakthrough could finally bring wireless charging to the iPhone. iPhone power supplier Qualcomm announced today that it has engineered their first ever solution that allows wireless charging for devices with metal exteriors. The solution uses Qualcomm's WePower technology and is designed to be compliant with the, blimey, what the hell is that word, resonance standard? Sounds good to me. Now, the only thing with going, now wireless charging sounds a great idea until the moment that you want to go and charge your phone elsewhere because if they go completely wireless instead of taking a cable you're gonna to have to take a cable with a flat thingy on the end of it to put your phone down no, no, i don't think anything that's wireless is only wireless my, my son's got a wireless i don't know what it is android phone mm. there you go because i'm being technical but it's also got a USB yeah, you can do thing. wired or wireless, can't you? Yeah, and that's yeah, a good point. All, and it's also got like a magnetic clippy thing, which I didn't know. I wondered what it was, and I asked him. So it's got three forms of charging. It's got plug-in a miniature USB thing, a magnetic. It looks like a mag mount, but it, it sort of doesn't t- – it goes through the case somehow. I don't know. It was quite clever. I quite liked it. So it's like a stand that mag mounts onto it if you want. Or it's wireless. So I, I don't think it's one or the other. It's everything. But it's I mean, about time it came to the iPhone because of – I'm always jealous of him when he just throws his phone down on on that mat thing and it starts charging. It's brilliant. Isn't it quite big though? The back, the sort of um, no, it's built, it's with it. Yeah, it's just it doesn't look any different to another phone. Because um, I think the the ultimate thing with these is that you won't have to take your charger anywhere because they'll just be um, everywhere you put your phone down. Or where if you put them down in certain places, they'll just charge. Like I care. You'd have thought restaurants would just have it built into the table. Yeah, I care. Have just bought out a load of tables, and they were and bedside tables and little side tables where they're all chargers for Mm. using this technology. You know, I'd like. I'd like. There you go. Here's the next function for Apple. Right, bring out wireless charging. But the moment you throw it on the wireless charger, if you've set your phone to the wireless charger, so they've got all the code if you like. So if I put it on my bedside wireless charger, it automatically turns the phone to silent or you can set it to automatically till it turned to night mode or do not disturb, whatever you set it to. So once you've got that functionality, it can now know what charger you're on because they could all be, you know, if it's that charger, that means it's next to my bed and I want you to do this or the other. So that's another good thing about wireless charging is a, there's a whole future in that. So here's the question. thing that people forget is that our, um, Electric toothbrushes have been wireless charging for donkey's <laughs> years, haven't they? They're the original. It's I'm the same, stick my uh-huh. phone in the, it's the same technology. You know, if you just, um, I've got a friend who's <laughs> making a, um, he's making a watch cabinet, and he needs to charge the, you know, automatic watches, mm-hmm. and they're looking at using a toothbrush, um, a toothbrush electric toothbrush charger for that because it's just a, a magnet that spins round. Yeah, but isn't he going to feel a bit silly having to put his watch cabinet in the bathroom? Yeah, I'm hoping. Yeah, maybe. Here's maybe. a quick question for you all then. What would you rather have? Would you rather have an easier way to charge your phone or a phone that you didn't have to charge so much, therefore negating 
having to do wireless charging. So we'll go from right to left this time. We'll start with Rick. I'd like a decent Apple TV to come out, <laughs> uh, like a media centre or something. This is I've been revenge, waiting long enough, it? I think, now. Uh, I think it's my, my time has come. That's what I want. Right. Uh, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I kind of second Rick as well on the Apple TV side as well. But also, I would like a phone that I don't need to charge as often. I mean, to be honest, I, I don't really charge my phone at all. For, well, I'm saying that, but the second I get to the office, I've got a charger on for my phone that's at the desk. I've got one at the desk sitting next to me at the moment, and I've got one on the best side table. So, yeah, it pretty much is always on charge in that sense. But, yeah, I would like a phone that only needs charging through the night, and that's it. It then runs constantly to be used all day for everything throughout the day. And then when the time you come back to bed at night and it's only, it's still got like 20% left. I don't know whether I'm just lucky, but I have that situation now with my iPhone 6. Yeah, but no one you need to find more people to talk to. You really do. <laughs> Tell you what, I do not. Whenever you try and get hold of Rick, he doesn't answer the phone. He's normally cutting down a hedge or building a shed or something. I'm normally ri- ripping the arms of my... Um, lumberjack shirt so i can be like matt actually you make the noise so that's the trick your phone's always in airplane mode that's why your battery lasts so long yeah, yeah i'm trying to avoid everyone my battery lasts for two weeks i didn't turn it on but it lasted for two i weeks. wonder if my my battery might be lasting longer actually um since i started using my garmin phoenix 3 watch because rather than getting my phone out and looking at the screen and powering up that gigantic screen mm. i just look at my notifications on um on my watch. So I wonder if other people have found that with Mac. Have I you found, found that, that with your yeah. um, your iWatch that because you're you're launching that screen rather than your Apple iPhone screen, whether actually your iPhone is lasting longer? Yeah, I have found that actually. My Apple Watch gets used a lot more than my phone does these days, and because of that, yeah, I do find that it's it's taking it's yeah it's it's taking a lot longer to get to that twenty percent point. And finally, then. Alex, would you want wireless charging? If you had to choose between the two, wireless charging or a phone that lasts longer? I, I, I think it's no brainer. It's got to be a phone that lasts longer. But I, I never quite know. Some days I look at my phone and it's like four in the afternoon and I've got 85%. And other days it'll be nine o'clock in the morning and it will say 45%. And for the life of me, I've no idea what I've done differently. And it, it can be so drastic from... I've occasionally like in the morning I can't be bothered to sort of move over to the telly so I'll put the news on on my phone and I watch that for five seconds and it's like you can actually watch the numbers go down on your battery percentage Alex do you have anywhere in your house where you don't get phone signal not anymore because I paid for one of those boxes okay every every one of my neighbors now don't get phone signal because mine bleeds all over there Okay, because that's probably that's one of your biggest drains on your phone. Because the second your phone can't find a signal, it then opens the receiver completely and creates like an entire bubble around your phone. It's interesting because sometimes it does. It's looking for a signal. It does go down sometimes. They they that will wipe out your battery like nothing. That's a good tip. I've heard that. That's an excellent tip. There's um Matt. Matt, I thought you pretended to know about these things. Don't blow. (laughs) Don't don't stop the show. We're done. Yeah, we're done. (laughs) Oh dear, what are we going to do now? We can't make the fun of that completely. <laughs> See, occasionally I do have useful information to kind of pass out. You oh, read that on the toilet wall, didn't you? <laughs> no, one one. Uh, no, I Mark, heard that are one. You is... play, are, you, are you playing with a dot matrix printer in the background? <laughs> For the dot matrix? Hang on. Uh, <laughs> I find it's your Skype cutout. That's what's going on.
Are we losing the signal? Am I losing my signal again? This time I'm on a cable. Right. No, no, no. It's not Skype that's killing you this time. It's not your own fault. You really oh, want to play Microsoft if you like for real this time. You really can play Microsoft. I forgot where we're up to now. I've lost my show notes. I've been yeah, trying would you to... rather... Uh, You're asking us what we'd rather, but what about you? I think you? it was a truth what or dare. Two weeks and a reboot of um, Total Recall, but done properly this time. It's, it's like okay, you... let's rephrase that. What would you rather? Would you rather an iPhone that doesn't need charging too often or an iPhone that works where it wirelessly charges... It's it's not the end of the world to charge it. If your biggest problem is that you're always looking for someone to charge your phone, then you need to look at how you use your phone. For me, keep make the iPhone smaller, four inches, uh, and make it last all day. I thought that was Viagra. Right, what's next? <laughs> yes, moving on then, let's go over, and this is why I was a little bit delayed, let's go over to the rumour mill. I've got no idea why this lasts so long. So yeah, the story again. I'll let Carl edit that one out in post. So uh, the two rumours this week, Apple has sadly scrapped plans, apparently, supposedly, for a 4-inch iPhone 6C. Reported earlier on this year that Apple must release a 4-inch iPhone or they're going to be doomed. Apple has scrapped its plans for releasing a 4-inch iPhone According to Timothy Aku of Akuri, or Timothy from a company analyst with Corwin and Company, he claims I've seen evidence of what he refers to as an iPhone 6C. The device was apparently showing up in supply chain from January to March. However, traces have the phone since disappeared. Matt, bumpkus or non-bumpkus? Bumpkus even. Well, the only question I would kind of have is why the hell would you want a four-inch iPhone? Yeah, everyone has been screaming they want larger iPhones. So Apple have done larger iPhones. Yeah, even the 5S is, you know, it's it's bigger than a four-inch phone, isn't it? Yeah, the 5S is, what size is that now? Uh, so that's like 4.5, isn't it, on that? So, yeah, the four-inch iPhone is, I, I don't know, I just can't see the point. So basically, and, yeah, so basically what they're again, saying is... You got it wrong again. It's nothing to do with an iPhone. It's the Apple Watch 2. <laughs> Four-inch Apple Watch 2. Oh, yeah. is. Apple is doomed unless the Apple Watch is bigger. <laughs> Rick, would you be happy with four inches, or do you need something a bit more substantial? I need something a bit more substantial, <laughs> actually. Um, and I, this, this is a funny story, like isn't it? Because... Sorry? He doesn't like his phone that size, either. <laughs> Did, oh, hang yes. on. Is there a same ball clip for this? Uh have you got a playground noise? Oh, Stop <laughs> mocking me! <laughs> That's a bit too far. Um, <laughs> um, this is this is denying a rumour that was never going to happen, isn't it? This is a rumour that was never going to happen and someone coming out and saying, you know that rumour that wasn't going to happen? It's not going to happen. I got it wrong. He's right now. It's just... It's just he said it's really not going to happen and he's probably right. He's yeah, just he's- making noise because you can. The only thing missing from this was that Ming Kui Chu blokey, whose name I can never pronounce like everyone else is. Uh, exactly. Ming, we shouldn't Ming give Chi- this any more credence than it deserves, any yeah. more um, attention than it deserves. Uh, Ming, Ji, Ming Chi Kui Chu. Oh, blimey. Is it, we've got a pronunciation Ming department. Chi- Where's Carl? I bet he can't say much. I bet he <laughs> can't, can't say much. can't be called Ming Coots. Right, let's move on swiftly before we... Uh, I don't we, feel well. Yeah. 
So will the iCar be made by BMW? Rumors suggest that Apple's fabled vehicle could be based on the electric i3 model. This one was sent to us by an anonymous listener, listener, listener Alex. German source says Apple's car could be built, sold and serviced by BMW. The two companies said to be close to an official agreement. Tim Cook, Apple CEO, reportedly visited a BMW factory uh, and the iCar dubbed Project Titan is expected to look like a bit of a minivan. Project Titan. Titan. I think it'll be good. Titan Titan. Titan, (laughs) Max just confirmed it by confirming the name is Titan. That's good enough. No, no, I'm just saying that the iCar is the Project Titan, not Titan. Titan. So you're saying that the project is called Project Titan, hereby confirming its existence. What is another exclusive? You know the reason I reckon this is true. Because it's already got an I in the model, so why bother changing it? <laughs> Samsung are going to release the S car. Yeah, exactly. And it'll come it's out with a scar. Yeah. It's just going to make a long tear down some side of the road. Mm. It brings a whole I new... don't see why. I mean, I personally, I think the only reason this might have any sort of validity, and it's got nothing to do with Apple building a car, is to do with people stretching their imagination as far as it goes. But the i3 is a good model for Apple to maybe bring out CarPlay 2, you know, something that's even more integrated into the Apple ecosphere. It's already an electric car. It's already, it's not so high-end this car that, you know, the average Apple user isn't going to be able to use it. So maybe it will be a BMW car with extra branded Apple, you know, gizmos inside. It's almost like a concept. So I don't think Apple will make a car, but I think they will give companies some extra bits to put in their already electric cars. I think, I think be, this is a perfect model to do it with. It'd be really difficult to keep the lid on a car factory, <laughs> wouldn't it? I mean, they're, they're, they're not small. Oh, easy to put the panel all the way along. You don't have to. Especially if it's a convertible car, because then it'd be really hard to keep the lid on it. But, um, oh, hang on. I've got one for that. <laughs> so I'm nearly as good on this as I am on it. Anyway. Talk about yourselves. Mark, I have a clue. I have a tip for you. Number them. They and are. then have a bit of paper in front of you that says number one is this, number two is this, number three is this. Right. There's a what bit I'm of a... going to do is I'm going to write in the Skype chat room thing, I'm going to tell a joke in five seconds. And yes. then you can read it. And then, and then can I go to the bathroom or something? <laughs> Stop mocking me! <laughs> um, so anyway, the worth the tweet section. <laughs> Yes, it's time. I'll just check my microphone was on then. We're on the worth the tweet section. I'm not going first on this time. Uh, Rick can go first because he's got a brilliant pick for this week. So, Rick, over to you. Uh, have I? No. That's what I say, has he? <laughs> I've got, you know what? I'm just enjoying all my other picks. My Ring doorbell, ring.com doorbell, where they charge me exorbitant amounts of money for the um, tax to bring it in, is doing doing amazing things. I was in... John Lewis at the weekend, and then Amazon delivery arrived. The guy rang on my doorbell. I answered him and told him to leave it down the alley. Um, or that's, whatever. Where you, and that's where you go, He did, people. and I came back to an Amazon delivery rather than one of those really annoying little pieces of paper. Came back to an Amazon delivery and an empty house. No, they can't get in. Can't get in. So how would you, how would you rate your investment? So... Handiness versus the amount of money you spent on investment plus the cost of the lovely, lovely import tax and duty fee. What is your, uh, how would you rate it out of 10? 
Um, it would get nine out of ten if it didn't have the import tax debacle. But as 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 it did, then I'd probably say about eight. Excellent. Now, I'm interested in one thing here, Rick. In my house, there's two prices. There's the price it costs, and then there's the price I tell my wife it costs. <laughs> yeah, we have that, and yeah. it's a good system. Yes, it is. So, so that's I'm pretty sure it works both ways. including free delivery. Yeah, um, that was worth the money. Yeah. No, I mean it was 150 quid plus oh, 37 pounds in tax. It was oh. not a cheap doorbell, but um, Just have someone sitting in your on house. On the plus side, you can you take it with you when you move. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's um, the last doorbell you'll ever buy. Yes, along with the walls. Do you Let's want see. to know the uh, bad thing about doorbells? <laughs> when I bought this house, here we go, we're having a doorbell conversation. I spent <laughs> £7.50, as I've already told you, on a MP3 downloadable, plug it into the internet, doing all this fancy stuff, could set different rings for different days. Like When it was my kid's birthday, it automatically played happy birthday instead of the normal doorbell thing and all that. And, of course, it was only £7.50. But in the time I've had that thing, and I don't know how long I've been in town, I've been in this house 13 years, the actual button on the outside of the house, I reckon I've had to replace it about five times. You cannot get a decent doorbell push button anymore. They don't make them. They all fall to bits after a couple of years. That's the longest you get out of a push doorbell. I think there's definitely room for a spin-off show here. I think doorbell is <laughs> the okay. I can I can hear the people joining the stream as we talk. The only trouble this with my doorbell, doorbell news, I'm going to have to put yeah, a warning the on the front. software is only Microsoft only. I don't think it had Apple. I think we may have hit an all-time low. <laughs> and I, I have it when I go. To, I speak to people at work and say, "Have you seen my new doorbell?" And I show them videos, and you can see their sort of their eyes glazing over. Um, it's not. It's not a good chat-up line. Have you seen? It's my when you doorbell? invite people around to the house, and then after they press the doorbell, so like you can go home now. That was it. I just wanted to show you that. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Right, let's move swiftly on from doorbells. Let's see what email Kickstarter sent Matt this week. Matt, over to you. What is your tweet of the week? Oh, no, worth a tweet this week. Uh, actually, again, it isn't a Kickstarter. So that's two weeks in a row, which it hasn't been a Kickstarter campaign. Um, mine is actually it's something that's been out for quite a while, actually, and it's called Life Proof Cases. So these are waterproof, snowproof, dirtproof, and dropproof cases for your eye devices. And the reason I've got these is uh, the weekend. I did a long weekend this weekend and went with some friends up to the Lake District where we even kind of hiking and mountain biking. And a couple of the guys that we were there with had these on their iPhones and uh, one of them had them on a, an iPad mini. And it was really impressed. I mean, we got soaked. It really threw it down on the actual Sunday. Um, but no, we still had it. He still had it kind of fixed onto the front of his mountain bike. And um, it was inside this case. It was called the Life Proof Nude. Because there's two kind of main ones that you get for the actual the iPhones, which is the Nude and the Fray. And really impressed. So, yeah, like I said, it basically was using in all weathers. Um, you can throw these into water and they're fine because they do a full waterproof seal around the devices. And very, very impressed with the units overall. And they vary prices. Yeah, the kind of prices kind of vary on what you're looking to put it into, whether you're looking at it into, say, a 5S onwards or 6 or 6 Plus or an iPad Mini, an iPad Air, pretty much everything within the range it does. And it also does Samsung devices as well. So it does Android devices as well on their cases. And yeah, definitely recommend them. 
Excellent stuff. Uh, Alex, you've got a, a, is it a tweet? or um, Yeah, you've got a tweet, obviously. That's a part of the show that we're on. God, dear, you can tell us one of those shows. Give us your tip for the week. Tip because of, to be honest, I haven't bought anything incredibly exciting Apple related for a while. Uh, I probably have, but I don't want to tell the wife how much I spent, so I don't want to make it public. Um, it's just something I came across the other day. For a while, I've got numerous, I, no, I haven't, I've got numerous email addresses, and because of the normal system I used to send large files um, was playing up, their servers were playing up recently, I decided to try and use iCloud to send my enormously big pictures. Um, and what I was having to do is send an email with my normal address saying, this is my Apple address. Can you please make sure that you've put that in your address book? So if I send you the image, it's not going to go straight into your junk mail. And I was doing that and it was working fine. I was using iCloud. But it was getting a bit annoying having to send an, a, an email with my normal address, with my Apple address to make sure they included it, et cetera, et cetera. And then I read something which was quite simple. And it's just a way of clicking a few things inside uh, your you know, your mail preferences and being able to use what's known as mail drop, which is the thing iCloud uses to send the big things with any email address that you've got, as long as I think it's IMAP or, or it might be pop as well. I can't remember now. As long as it's IMAP. As long as it's IMAP. And the account I wanted to send it through was um, uh, an AOL account, which um, is both pop and IMAP. So I just set that up on IMAP. And all you have to do is if you go into your settings in your, your mail preferences, and you go to the account you're talking about, and then I'm doing this from memory, actually. I think you go to advanced. You can then click use mail drop. So now I just have to use my normal AOL address that I send things out on, and it when I drop in a big file, it will automatically do it through the iCloud servers with mail drop. And so I no longer have to do it. Gmail does it as well, I seem to remember. So it's just a really, really good system that, you can use iCloud even if you're not using your Apple address or, you know, whatever is it, dot .mac, dot .me or dot .iCloud. If you don't want to use that address, you can still use your Gmail or AOL, whatever it is, address, and just click this functionality and still be able to send the large files. And it was a real eye-opener. That's brilliant. I wish no one has ever told me about this. And I'm not sure. Maybe everyone in the world other than me knows about it. But... As I discovered it, I think it's a really good tip to pass on to do that. So, you also right. have to be on Yosemite as well in order to do it. It's Yosemite onwards. I think you can do it via Safari if you're not on Yosemite. You could use a, a Safari browser if you were using like webmail for Gmail, AOL, whatever it was, and you can do it through Yosemite, uh, to, through Safari. But if not, you need to be on Yosemite to do it You know, in your own mail app. So anyway, I thought I'd pass it on. hope it helped somebody. Yeah, it's going to help me. That's, I've, I've been, I remembered that feature, but I couldn't figure out how to enable it. So good tip there. My pick this week is Latched, which is a social podcasting app for iOS. Latched is a social media podcasting platform that lets you record audio, share, and converse with others. Social podcasting made easy for everyone. Create up to five-minute cast to share and then receive private, private audio responses, which you can then latch onto your cast for all to listen. So basically, it's a Twitter slash social media podcasting platform. So you could use it to discuss show ideas, meeting up, um, if you've got a meeting idea or anything like that where you want to do a quick podcast of five minutes. You, you basically give it a title, give it a hashtag. You can latch people onto it by using the app command. And then basically you record 
and publish. So you get to get five minutes of audio for free for as many casts as you like. I don't think there's any restrictions on the number of times you can uh, create a latch cast. Uh, and it's really good because when people respond to you, it takes away that or that emotiveless method of talking by text because sometimes you, you get a text message you think well are you just being an arse are you trying to be funny or do i need to justify what i'm saying by putting an lol on there so you don't think that i'm being difficult or awkward or something like that and by actually getting to hear the response um it's a lot lot better than just sort of writing text and also it's dead easy because you can be listening to a latch out on the high street and i've done this um you know we've had discussions on there because i've been part of the beta testing for full disclosure so i've done casts on there about my apple watch my tech life um i've joined in a conversation about social workplace etiquette which is a bit of a strange one for me to join in considering our I'm probably the least socially capable person on there. But it's a really, really interesting mechanism. So you're probably not going to use it for doing a show and putting it out to iTunes. But as a nice sort of, um, like, for example, Telegram, you could all record like responses to each other. And it's a very, very interesting platform. And hopefully when it, well, it has just been released in the App Store for iPad and iPhone. Uh, and once people get on board, it'll get busier and hopefully become like a nice little, um, like a, a nice social outlet, I suppose. So that's Latched Social Podcasting, available for free in the App Store. It's quite unique, isn't it? A social gathering, you know, getting people together and using voice. It's unique. The telephone. unique. I can what see that I'm going to have to sign the same up room. just to speak to Carl. He loves <laughs> he loves signing up that boy. <laughs> Everything we all have. I must get about three invitations a week. The stuff Carl signed up for. I think he's for. not already on this. Let's be honest. It's a new way of Carl getting in touch with me. What's <laughs> with the other ones? They're, they're, they're all for clubs in Soho, though. That's not good. They're not new and shiny. I mean, to be honest, the developer, I mean, I've spoken to the developer on Skype again, for disclosure. There are good plans for this. And, you know, he was and basically the developer sort of designed this because he was just so frustrated with the again, with how easily things can be misconstrued by the emotiveless, that is emotiveless method of communication, that is texting. So I suppose it's a little bit like leaving voicemail messages for each other using the audio message thing on there, but then other people can listen in and you get to have some really quite interesting combinations. So that's my tweet of the week. Do you have to say things like smiley face? No. (laughs) You can do if you want, but that would just make you a little bit of bit with and that's coming from me I, I hate to kind of burst your bubble slightly on this mark but you do realize that telegram does this automatically already no i think whatsapp does as well yeah but you can't but like... this is a great idea shut up Matt. <laughs> i just tweeted at the developer to say we're mentioning your app on our show and you just killed it <laughs> no but this is far better i know no, this is a different entity in itself but... Memo to Carl. <laughs> what does that even mean <laughs> doesn't mean anything. Momo to Carl. I'll tell you what, right, I'll tell you what I'll do. I've backtrack so quickly. I'll tell you what I will do. No, this is a different entity in itself. What? Right. Well, this is more of a, a five-minute podcast bit where people can come in and then do voice comments, in essence, isn't it, rather than text comments. Oh, I prefer it at the same time. Right, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. The, the dev has kindly offered to come on my little podcast, The Rampant Mumblings, so I'll do a small interview with him, and we can't see if Carl can tack it onto this show just so he can, uh, you know, discuss his app. So, is this basically where you're gonna, he's going to justify it? Moving on. You can't get him to bad mouth Matt while you're at it, can you? <laughs>
Are we done? Hang on. No, that's the wrong key. One second. It's in here somewhere. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Reviews. Moving swiftly on this week. Alas, there have been no reviews, especially after the powerhouse performance of myself. Waiting for the piano bit. Carl Laws gets the timing. There we go. Crash the vocal. Especially after the entertainment that we bought for you last week. You can leave feedback via iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, LinkedIn, Google, Google+, Facebook, and any other mechanism where you can type a key and not do a Telegram, WhatsApp, or some other mechanism. Can you leave a, uh, an audio one on... Um... <laughs> I've moved the page. Uh, latched, could you leave a... You audio? could. You could even latch the show and all that sort of stuff. See? See, Matt, there's a perfectly good use for it. <laughs> It's. I, I see where Matt is coming from. I think it's a it's a, a different style of community. And whereas with WhatsApp, you it will only be available to the people in your group. When you do a cast, it will actually go out to the people that have joined that app. So WhatsApp and all the uh, other ones. Periscope. Periscope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but Periscope, you still have to reply by text. Look at the or Twitter. Look at the effort he's put into this, right? And you look so ungrateful. God. This is the Mackin. Have we gone into the Mackin Roof show all of a sudden? Periscope goes that step further in there. It's video as well, doesn't it? So how can you get hold of the Mackin Forth crew? You can search for Mackin Forth on the Google Plus communities and now on our new Facebook page. You can email us via Mackinforth at gmail.com, Twitter at Mackinforth, the website Mackinforth.com. You can get us on Stitcher, now on iTunes Radio, Mixler and iTunes. If you want to support the show, please do by visiting Mackinforth and then heading through to Amazon via the affiliate links. What this does is any purchase you make via Amazon after clicking on our link, we get a nice little backhander from Amazon for shilling them your way. So, how can we get a hold of everyone? Let's start with Mr. McCorriston. How can we get a hold of you, sir? Uh, on Twitter, I'm at McCorriston. Any um, abuse? Please send me abuse. Um, he's fed love up. Love notes. <laughs> anything? Just get in contact. I'm so lonely. He wants his iPhone battery to finally run out. <laughs> yeah, it's still going. It's been weeks. <laughs> so, and uh, next is Matt the App Basher. How can people get hold of you? <laughs> Um, okay, best place for is going to be on Twitter, and that's Mustang Matt sixty nine. Uh, you can also get hold of me on Telegram. You can get me on WhatsApp. You can get me on Facebook. And now you're going to go and have to join Latched after you've just <laughs> solid. I'm amazed that Carl hasn't already sent out an invite to Latched to all of us so far already. He well, sent uh, it to me. We're not going to be mere catting or periscoping this weekend. It's on that roulette thing or whatever that's called. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Mr. Fox, how can people get a hold of you, sir? You can get me at uh, a very British view. I also do a far better podcast on this. It is called, um, what's it called? Air- the Airways? Or Airways. Airways. Yeah, something like that. And it's really good. So um, if you don't like this and you want something of real quality. Is it timing and everything. Is it about doorbells? That is the main, doorbells and weather forecasts. Wow. That's what we specialise in, and occasionally we talk about other stuff, but no one likes the other stuff. I've got a doorbell thing on here. Hang on. Matt. No. 
Oh, and finally, you can get hold of myself via Twitter at Ocean Speed, my small apple slice of the internet, essential Mac.co.uk, and the Rampant Mumblings podcast on iTunes. Well, that's it for this show. Mr. Madden will be back in control of this unruly rabble, thank God, next week. So until then, stay safe, everyone, and enjoy the week, and hope you hopefully you've enjoyed the podcast. And please do leave us some feedback on iTunes. It's always greatly appreciated. Cheerio. Bye. Bye. Should never ask for reviews after a show that bad. Hang on, I've got to find the button yet. Hold on. Seamless. You've got to put that on afterwards. I'm going to have to you now. You've just crashed the vocal. How you <laughs> He never puts that on at the end. <laughs> oh, no. What's going on? Check out my fade out, look. Ready? Ready? Very good. You like that? I got oh, a behind me. That's Hue light. Well, I don't know about anyone else, but I'm going to get a drink. Right, thank you everyone. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Cheerio. I've got a remote light switch, but I have no idea where the remote is.